Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Got a late-breaking story, big dog, or a uh, recently-breaking story that you're not going to be happy with. I was really happy this morning until I heard this. Two guys at a mic, TalkZone.com, Football Friday. we got four wild-card weekend games to go. we got a college football game tonight, don't forget. Kansas State taking on Arkansas. I don't know, for beat the schmoes, are we going to allow Alabama, LSU, or because that's a Monday game, I'll let you make the ruling. Uh, I would have to say, considering there are only four NFL games and a sprinkling of the college football around, why not? Why can't we extend it out till Tuesday? All right. It is the national championship game, so if somebody wants to put it on that, please feel free. doesn't matter about quantity. It's all about quality, and I love the sprinkling of college football games. I'm always happy when there's a sprinkle out there. Got some NBA hoops to talk about. We got some news and notes off the sports page as well. And, yes, folks that are tuning in live, it is not the portrait, the still-photoed portrait of a Joel Redwanski. By the way, (laughs) you do look very good still, by the way. It is live. It is in person. The man, the myth, and the legend. Well, two out of three ain't bad. In studio today, the big dog. Joel Radwanski. Uh, you don't have to worry about anything, David Olson. The the pain on the other side of the glass. <laughs> I will I will be in. I will not Bart Scott the, the screen. I won't do anything like that today. Just, don't worry, it'll be okay. Just stay frozen for a couple of minutes, and people will think it's the you know the regular show. I can do that. I, I'm not a very <laughs> active man. Yeah, I like the skull cap today. If that's the correct definition of that headwear that you're wearing. Yeah, this is. I actually this belongs to one of my Mexican friends of mine. Essay. <laughs> It's, it's, it's my friend Orges, and ah, I, I've been, okay. I really like it. It's, uh, this is his summer hat. Okay. Cause he was so, it's winter time. So he's got the big puffy one out now. <laughs> Since we have a different range of temperature adjustments, yeah. I'm wearing Georgie's summer hat, basically. Work, you know, it works well on you. Thank it you. I, I, well I, like you. I, I, I tried the skull cap look. My wife informed me not a good look at my age or, uh, my head's too thin for a skull cap. By the way, this is a guess. Look at that. Skull cap. Take that hat off again. You are fresh. You like that? I actually shaved. Look at that. Freshly shaved. I shaved the head the other day. Wait, hold on. Turn your head towards me. No, no. Cloudy had to finish it off. I can see my reflection. I want to make sure my uh, makeup is. is There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. (laughs) Oh, goodness. You want to gleam with us, folks? The uh, phone lines are open. Big Dog in studio live. What better time? To call up and get your all your holiday wishes taken care of here, even if they weren't taken care of during the New Year's. A lot of people um, among their holiday wishes were big dog to get you in the studio more often. Yeah, and, and I'm and I'm happy to be here, and I really am unhappy. And I just want everybody to know that listens to this program regularly. We really do appreciate you listen Absolutely. listening regularly. And it's kind of a joke if you don't know that I play the angry sports host. I really am not that angry. I'm, Actually, don't care that much. Mm-hmm. I'm more passionate just about like a few other things, but uh, I'm kind of upset today when David Olson gives us this story that I, I don't know where else to go because let's just get it over with so we can get to the frivolity of what what football and and all and sports guys talk politics, whatever else we get into on this football Friday. The but frivolity of the sprinkling yes. of college football. Again, let me throw the phone number okay. out real quick: eight 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 four six three six seven. Late-breaking news. Big Dog was in a great mood. His mood not Mm -hmm. so good right now. What happened? Uh, 
allegedly, Uh-oh. Starlin Castro has been involved. Well, he's accused of uh, uh, sexual assault. Now, you have more of the information in front of you. Now, supposedly it happened after leaving a nightclub in River North at 3 a.m. So right off the bat, 3 a.m., weeknight, nightclub, River North. You put the capital S for shade. Now, what what month is this? did this happen in, Coach? Was this during the season? Because he's now, this happened in the United States. That was the first question I asked, just wondering where it happened. And he's, uh, so it happened in the United States, and now mm-hmm. he is wanted while he's back in the Dominican Republic, which, mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, I don't even know wanted is the correct word. The police are hoping to talk to Castro. Got you, got you. So, you know, let's let's not get carried away, but it is a negative note for a Chicago Cub team that is being decimated. As we speak, when I say, you know, players being traded and everything, hopefully we're getting some good minor leaguers, got brand new management, but that's the last thing this new crew needs is our young, hopefully, soon-to-be superstar, Big Dog, getting a little bit of trouble. Yeah, and, and let's, uh, a couple of things I want to say. Hopefully this is not true, because if it's true, I want nothing to do with the kid done with them but let's give the kid not just because he's an athlete because he is someone that's just suspected of doing something that that needs to be questioned uh and also you know let's also give right to the woman that is you know hopefully she isn't lying about it and, and i don't want anything to have happened to her it's one of those strange situations you hope that nothing happened but that would mean somebody is wrongly accusing somebody of actually mm-hmm. doing this which who and knows by the what's way, even without worse. getting too graphic or too detailed in situations like this there is some version of a gray area Especially if she was invited, supposedly he invited her back, or she invited him back. Here, here's the story. This is from okay, the, the police story. Report. David this is a story from the here's police report. Here's a story about a man named Starling. She was drinking with friends in a nightclub at River North on September the 29th. Okay. She met Starling at about three o'clock in the morning. Okay. Uh, they went back to his apartment. She blacked out. She woke up and. He was doing stuff to her. That's not good. And she screamed, ran out of the apartment. Okay, That's but he, immediately story. he's... Okay, okay. That's Again, according to okay. Potential gray area there. And who knows where they're doing stuff and she was awake. That's exactly right. And then right. she passes out. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's so... That's all because the the police report itself is heavily redacted. So Heavily that's all what? They could redacted, meaning their lines blacked out and everything like that. Ah, okay. They didn't make public. Interesting. So. Hey, Coach, I will honestly say that's the first time I didn't know what a word was since we've been doing a show for 10 years. <laughs> redacted. Uh, that was the first time I'd ever heard that word wow. in 10 years. Hey, uh, uh, that's, I, I normally have to explain it to you. Now you know I'm what I'm glad I you through. asked because I, I didn't know. I wanted to for say For you, something. it's once every 10 years. For me, it's, it's on a regular daily basis. <laughs> And part of the reason why this is coming out now okay. is because you see the date, September 29th, yeah. and it's at the end of the season. Yeah, it was. And he went back to the Dominican. He's coming back into town next week for the Cubs convention. Interesting. I like the uh, attorneys for Castro. J.K. Reisinger and Michael P. Galepsi. So already we got the two high-powered attorneys um, a Gillespie, working the case. And a Reisinger. Uh, yeah, things, I think he's going to be okay, Coach. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what law firm, but it, it's a good start. You know what? And honest, honestly, that does not sound at least violent to me. I, it, it might be repulsive. It might be totally, and I'm done with the, I still could be done with them, but I, there leaves a lot of room for maybe if the guy didn't like hold her down when she screamed and all of a sudden he's like, and let her go. Maybe he was like, what just happened here? It could have been something like that too. So mm-hmm. we did try. And maybe he's not any good. He's used to a girl just laying there like a, we did <laughs> take it easy. 
we did try contacting his uh, partner. I was going to say okay. partner in crime. Bad uh, use of term right there. But uh, star second baseman Darwin Barney, part of the future Keystone combination of the Chicago Cub and Big Dog. Darwin basically told us uh, over the phone. It was hard to understand, but something to the effect of, Chill, man. Chill. Chill. Starlin who? He didn't hurt nobody. <laughs> you got some hey. Doritos, Cool Ranch. <laughs> Anybody seen a 40-pound bag of Oreo cookies? <laughs> you know, okay, no. Hey, okay, Darwin, now, exhale, Darwin. Okay, now I, I kind of exhale now that I know, a, I wouldn't say facts, but a little bit more of the story, and I'm not happy about it, but it's I'm kind of relieved because when you hear some of the atrocities that some of these people have committed, mm-hmm. to, to me this is bad. Let's not say it's not, I'm not saying he's, it's all right, but still comparatively, in some weird way, I'm relieved. When you said sexual assault, I immediately was like, oh, no, especially everything that we've been through. As a sports society over the last couple months. That could possibly, maybe this case possibly explains the weird semi-sexual dream I had yesterday of a poster of uh, ex-Cub and current announcer Dave Otto. Think the that two doesn't are, make sense. You think the two are connected? Yeah. <laughs> I like the drops, though. The drops are good. We need more yeah. drops. More drops, yeah, well, less, yes, more less, drops. Of, less of us. More drops, less of me, definitely. Okay. <laughs> 888-463-6748. That's the phone number you want to check in. A semi-defunct uh, big dog, Joe Radwanski, finding out the bad news about the Cub, but I yes. think he's coming back a little bit. 888 yes. Nothing to get the dog out of a funk. Like talking a little football. And big dog it is. Even though it's not a normal football Friday, it is a football Friday, my friend. We got pigskin coming up this weekend uh, tonight. Actually, not much tomorrow. Oh, no, yeah. What yeah, wait, 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 not too much two tomorrow. Two games tomorrow, two games Sunday, NFL wild card weekend. Yeah, we have all different types of football uh, on this particular weekend. Now, tonight we got the Cotton Bowl, Woo-hoo! Kansas State versus Arkansas. Phenomenal matchup. You have Kansas State who could uh, really run the ball, and they got a they got a a coach, I mean, they have a quarterback coach that is absolutely on uh, Colin Combe. Have you seen this kid? Six foot four, just falling over people, getting touchdowns. He's got uh, about 25 rushing touchdowns this season. Kansas State can play. And Arkansas has been putting up 45 points a game all year long, so that's a real good matchup. This was supposed to be a down year for Arkansas, right? No, 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 no. No? Well, I know they lost... I know they lost the, the gunslinger they had last year, but they had all the receivers coming back, and they had my guy Ryan Wilson. So Tyler Wilson, in my in, in my eyes, they had this was supposed to be their year. I thought they had a chance to actually win the national title was this year. It, they lost two games. Though. Was it Arkansas? Or, I think it was Arkansas that lost a star running back at the very beginning. At of the, the beginning, they they lost uh, uh, Miles Davis. Niles Davis, excuse me. They lost, but still, that's like right then. I was Leading worried. returning rusher in the Southeast Conference, and they still came back and had a great season. And they lost their top four defensive ends for the first five games of the season. So wow. when they played Alabama and Trent Richardson ran all over them, mm-hmm. they were playing with third string defensive ends starting. It's, you know, know what I mean? coaching that, in Arkansas these days? Houston, not. Uh, that's the problem. They got Bobby, oh, Bobby Petrino. Petrino. Yeah, that's that's the only issue. So Bobby they, they, Petrino, you are a friend of mine. They lost two games. Good coach. college coach, lousy NFL coach, Bobby Petrino. Put him in the same category as Nick Saban and. Don't put Nick Saban in a lousy NFL coach. Uh, he was there. He was too. Yep, there. Thank you very much. What else did you put in there? Dennis Erickson. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I, Saban coached two years on a horrible Miami Dolphins team that went seven and nine, seven and nine. So I wouldn't say he couldn't coach. Didn't he head coach Cleveland too, or not? Nick Saban? No, he's never. That that was his father. Ah, Lou Saban. Not to be confused with eighty-three-year-old field goal kicker Lou Groza. No, definitely don't be confused with him. <laughs> I think the toe died recently. 
I'm pretty sure Lou, uh, Lou the yeah, Toe no, Grows actually no, died well, recently. To be correct, Lou was still alive. The Toe? The Toe died. Well, he was a straight-on kicker, Coach. That can do some serious, serious damage. And then, and then tomorrow we have the whole wild card weekend. So when you're talking about this isn't your normal football Friday, mm-hmm. don't temper down because there's less games. These are the big, big games. So you talk about tomorrow, obviously, you have uh, Houston hosting Cincinnati in the first ever. Three o'clock game. First ever Houston, Texas playoff game ever. So that's, that's pretty powerful. And then at night, we get to see and Dominic and Sue see if he can get his hands on Drew Brees and the, and the New Orleans Saints. And nobody is clicking offensively in the NFL right now besides the Packers. And the Saints. Not and, a bad yeah. draw. There's there's some a uh, little bit of sexiness in that game. A little right? sexiness against New Orleans. Well, some people like you think New Orleans is going to blow them out. I do. So I'm going to say a no, little. No, there's bit. a lot of sexiness. Detroit in this game. gave up what about 116 points last week against the Green Bay team that didn't even have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. So yes. their defense is in shambles, and you don't want to be heading downward in shambles when you're playing a gentleman named Drew Brees. You definitely do do not want to be in, in shambles when you're playing Drew Brees. And don't, I want to tell you something, Coach. This is amazing. The first time ever in the history of the NFL, and there's only been a handful of guys who do this, but Matt Stafford, 5,000 yards passing this season. Drew Brees, 5,000 yards passing this season. Two 5,000-yard five, two passing quarterbacks playing in a playoff game. 10,500 yards worth of passing between two quarterbacks in one playoff game. Just to remind everybody, Sid Luckman, the all-time passing leader in the history of the Chicago Bears, 14,000 career passing yards. Ouch. Ouch. Career. I was not uh, one aware game, of that. One career. game, one season has 71% of the yardage of, of the all-time Bears quarterback. We did ask Lovey Smith a little bit about uh, what that means with the Packers and the New Orleans and their great uh, offensive games. And Lovey Smith said, well, both teams should try to establish the run. If it comes down to third down, they should pass the ball. Boring. Thank you very much. Don't hurt my guy, Lovey. Okay, I'm the only one that's on the Levy bandwagon, and 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 I'm right, glad so he's we still got, here. We got we got Cincinnati at Houston, three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Not bad little afternoon appetizer, Lions and Saints. Mm-hmm. Get a little so, Saturday night buffet going with that baby. Could be an extended game, and then get a little bit of sleep, little nap time on Sunday no, morning. Just just just, no, 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 just, no, but just hey. let you know when you wake oh. up on Saturday morning. When you, when you wake up on Saturday morning, don't forget to check Sam Houston Tech on North Dakota State uh, for the FCS Championship of Football. I might sleep in. That's too bad for you because Sam Houston you haven't Institute seen, of Technology. You haven't seen Sam Houston play this year. Phenomenal. They they score about fifty points a game. This guy's unbelievable. I know. I've watched Sam Houston. I've watched every one of their playoff games, and I've watched one North Dakota State playoff game. This should be really good. I expect uh, like a, a forty-five to thirty-five win by. Uh, David Sam Olson, did you ever see my Sam Houston Institute of Technology T-shirt? I have not. It's a cattle can... prod on top of a steer. <laughs> that's that's technology <laughs> in Sam Houston that's State. Not exactly, but that's basically a good depiction. Okay, thank you. S H I T. Thank you. It's that long. Yeah. Okay. You thank know. Okay. You two things need to be explained so far. The show. <laughs> I'm not. I'm unhappy about it. Remember, the large print giveth away, the small print taketh away. Thank you very much. <laughs> or I should say the large print giveth, the small print taketh away. That's my advice and uh, wisdom that I can pass on to all the young I understood what you meant, though. Thank you. All right, can we get to Sunday, please? Because I'm excited about oh, Sunday. Oh, I'm still, I'm still talking about the games. Now, uh, on Sunday, football is basically just professional football coach, that's, but they are fine. excellent, excellent games. Yes. 
the Atlanta Falcons, the 0-2 in the playoffs, Mike Smith and Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, go to New York and take on the now surging New York Giants, who are winning with flat-out defense, uh, defensive line physicality, Coach. Uh, I, I like the Giants in this now, game. Now, so. let's define now surging. This is like the Starlin Castro situation, yes. allegedly. Uh, I know they were surging last week, but prior to last week's surge, they weren't exactly surging, were they? Or is this like a three-game win streak? Well, no, they, they beat uh, they beat someone the week before. Okay, so a two-game no, no, streak. Yeah, so no, they, they've had they played really well late in okay. the season, coach. The last like four or five weeks, I know the uh, New York has played a lot better than they had previously to that, and Eli wow. Manning's been. Uh, Let me just uh, make a suggestion to the Atlanta Falcon head coaches, assistant coaches. uh, Can't be head coaches. The head coach and the assistant coaches who might might be listening to our program. Coaches are known to tune in to two guys in a mic Mm -hmm. and see if they can get a quick little tip. You know, looking for that extra edge. Oh, by the way, they they blew the Jets out the week before. Trying to think who Uh, else the Giants. Yeah, yeah, and I'm trying trying to. They they may have. Okay, I'm going with the surging. You're right. Uh, Tommy Coughlin's ball club looking good. By the way, as soon as Tom Coughlin leaves, Bill Cowher will step in. You heard it here about not first, but maybe 14. But uh, quick hint to the Atlanta Falcon coaches, and they know this, but just to to emphasize it: cover Victor Cruz. Put two people on my coach basketball, big dog. One of my philosophies is never let the other team's best player beat you. You can take away. A best player. Mm-hmm. It could be done. All right? So mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons, two guys. Two guys. I, w- I would put one guy with Victor Cruz wherever he goes, and then you've got the normal defensive back at a shadow position. So in basketball, you play the box and one. What I'm suggesting to the Atlanta Falcon defensive coordinator, who might be listening to the show, go with a 10-1 defense. Ten-person defense and one guy just following Victor Cruz wherever he is. That guy is awfully good. So you're just going to let Hakeem Nix beat you? That's what has been going all year. They've been doubling Hakeem Nix, and Victor Cruz has been the backside guy. They've got a nice uh, wide receiver combo. It's one of those things where Cruz has put up really huge, 1,500 yards. He's the third most productive wide receiver in the NFL this year, Coach. I mean, he's been unbelievably dynamic. Only Welker and who else has been? But there's one other guy missing the the number one guy in the NFL, whoever it is. But he's been really, really productive. They do have a nice wide receiver tandem, very similar to what Atlanta has in Julio Jones and, and Roddy White. But Roddy White. Keeps on dropping the ball, putting it on the ground. So that hasn't a been good for him. Better last third of the season, Roddy White. He was a major oh, disappointment. Oh, much, especially much better third last third of the season. A lot of upset fantasy draftees. I'm not part of that. I don't you know play what? the game. But there were a lot of people very upset with Roddy White, who was a high fantasy draft. From, from a person that had three fantasy football teams this year. Three? Okay. Three of them. And which is low for me. How many of the three were lingerie teams? Uh, none of them. By the way, Janet Fan getting it done on the Chicago Bliss. Janet who? Janet Fan. I'm part of the fan club, Coach <laughs> F. I mean, excuse me, P H A N club. <laughs> Janet Fan, no, uh, a friend of mine. She's been on the program. We're gonna we're gonna get her. She's actually playing in Los Angeles in about a month or in a couple of weeks. We're gonna get her on the show. Okay, but uh, but for people who get upset at players who had a bad year on your fantasy team, get a freaking life. I played <laughs> I play fantasy too. When I I don't oh. I, you know, I took Peyton Manning in, in the third round. What a waste. I can't believe he didn't come back this year. Are you freaking serious? <laughs> you take your fantasy football that serious? Why don't you pick somebody up off the waiver wire? Okay, that's what happens. Somebody on your team is going to suck that you picked way too high. Okay, then you got to find your Victor Cruz on the fantasy wire later on in the year, which I didn't in any league. I, I, didn't a, pick I up. got a better suggestion for those individuals. Go find a soup kitchen Sunday afternoon and put yourself to work. 
Make yourself. That's useful. not a bad idea, Coach. That's Thank not you. a bad idea. Yeah. So all you got to do is a soup kitchen with a big screen TV. By the way. By the way, if Blagojevich would have opened up a soup kitchen about a month prior to the trial, up to about a week after the trial was done, he probably would not have been convicted. Why didn't they do like the the Al Capone deal? That's all. That's all he had to do. If Good from point. now on, these guys have made enough money. You can't throw a hundred thousand dollars out and open up a soup kitchen for a month or two. Mm-hmm. How much does it cost to make some soup? Seriously, make some guy named Hector make it. It'll probably cost you pennies for each particular bowl. We are going to try to, with the help of producer extraordinaire David Olson, and maybe an intern if we could find an intern. We need an intern here if anybody is interested in interning with the big dog coach and David Olson. And, and then, why would you not? You look at the big dog here, nothing to be afraid of. And, and this is true. I know, uh, Coach, you're kind of joking around about this, but we are Just looking for interns. I will be looking for interns. So if you want to contact me at the MyMVPs.com well, thing, Coach. You better describe it because we the last interns. time you were looking for an intern, you, uh, no, listen, to him. I'm being serious. To an officer for three months. I need I need interns <laughs> that have uh, camera ability is oh, what well, I need interns. That. You better explain even more now. I, just contact me later for informations at joel at myMVPs.com. After that description, mm-hmm. David, the only people that are going to be contacting David Olson is a guy named Sergeant O'Donnell. It sounds fine with me. That's if Sergeant O'Donnell has uh, work <laughs> behind as good behind a camera. <laughs> I'm, but I'm well with it. What I was going to say is maybe we can get some tapes of this show, Dave, made and give it to Rob Blagojevich. We'll buy one of those $19.99 little radio cassette players and let Blagojevich at least, you know, during some downtime, listen to a few of our shows, Big Dog. It, things could be worse. Uh, he would definitely, we would definitely have a really good caller when it ter- in terms of Cub Talk. Yeah. And plus, he would definitely call it every day just so he could hear himself talk on those uh, on the tapes. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad at all. 888-463-6748, our phone number. You want to check in? Football Friday. Dog and the coach. All right, we're waking up. we got a 12 o'clock game. Giants at Atlanta? No, Atlanta at the Giants. Uh, and you did say the Atlanta Falcons under Matt Ryan have never won a playoff. Yeah, uh, I forgot who they lost to two years ago. But last year, the Packers with the Falcons as the number one seed went okay. in there and stole their lunch money. All right. Mm-hmm. So there's not a large monkey, but there's a little guy sitting on Matt Ryan's shoulder. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. So that game is at the Giants. I think the Giants are three-point They favorites. are. Don't forget, we're going to make our Beat the Schmo football picks here. Now, final game of the day, Big Dog. Uh, the last game of the day would be over in the AFC, and godson Tim Tebow will host the Pittsburgh <laughs> Steelers. And uh, 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 the 8-8. Eight and eight, Denver Broncos get a home playoff game, and the franchise gets to sell uh, 75,000 tickets at $200 a head and make $15 million. They went 8-8, eight and eight, okay, but yet the Falcons go 10-6. and six, They have to go on the road. Four, eight four-team divisions are garbage, okay? You right. think an 8-8 eight, eight, eight team, an owner of an 8-8 eight eight team gets a $15 million payday? Just to be clear, Unreal. Both, both of us are kind of in the same wave. Like it was a bigger division, seven or eight teams. Yes. And you win your division, then there's a great honor in that. And we, I we could live with a division champion getting an automatic and maybe having a worse a bye week. Yeah. Yeah. Than another team. But yes. when it's a four team division, yeah. Division Are you kidding me? Mean much. And and if you really think about how these four team divisions, it's very really going to happen like this, but. Really think about how good the Bears division is. You got three teams this year if Jay Cutler doesn't get hurt that are top at, at the t- there was a point this year where three of the top six teams in the league were the Lions, the Bears, and the Packers. Yet you looked at the AFC West and you're like and the NFC West and you're like, out of eight teams, there's two decent teams. 
So it's I, stuff like that can happen if you had four A-team divisions. This wouldn't happen. I'm done off of my, my soapbox again, Coach, that I've complained about. Pittsburgh Steelers, I love your soapbox. Eight-and-a-half-point favorites mm-hmm. on the road against the Denver Broncos. And don't forget, you got a wobbly, probably not even a leg-and-a-half. I mean, maybe like more like three-quarters of a leg out of two legs. Ben Roethlisberger, he will be being chased by Elvis Dummerville and Vaughn. Who? Dummerville. And Vaughn Miller, and that's, you know, that, that's, that's clearly advantage Denver when mm-hmm. you got those two guys chasing down a wounded Benny Roethlisberger. Yeah, something about him though. He just always seems to gut it out and, and get it done. Don't forget also that Ryan Clark, uh, the, the free safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers won't be playing because yep. of the sickle cell trait. Uh, Mike Tomlin, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, doing the right thing and forcing him to sit out even though he uh, thinks he's ready to, to ready uh, to play in it. Sickle cell? Sickle cell trait. I guess what happens is because of, heard of hamstring injuries, calf injuries, Achilles. I haven't well, heard of the it's, sickle it's cell. It's a blood trait, and uh, and he doesn't have sickle cell anemia, but he has a trait of it. And what ends up happening is when he gets into high elevations where there's uh, oxygen lacking in the okay. air, uh-huh. his oxygen in his body doesn't like uh, uh, metabolize properly. So what happens is the shape of the actual cell changes, and he actually can't get oxygen to his uh, to his organs and it actually cost him what his gallbladder and his spleen in the last game that he had to have them removed. Yeah. I mean that's, a, that's it's so I said tape it up, tape him up and let him play. That's what I said. Tomlin didn't agree, <laughs> so I understand. I totally understand that that happens. But here's what happened is uh, our guy Paul, Troy Palamalu Yep. Who is one of the two safeties? Ryan Clark makes sure everybody is aligned properly, and then Troy Palamalu aligns in the exact opposite spot that he's going to play in, and totally fools the defense, and he gets turnovers and all that from him. I don't know if the Steeler safety is going to be able. The second guy can actually play with Palamalu that way. Now, I know so, you're going to make your beat the schmoes predictions a little bit later, mm-hmm. but is Big Dog implying that possibly, possibly the Denver Bronco who are heading downhill? extremely fast, could possibly make a game of this. God had something to do with uh, Ryan Clark getting sick this week. Okay. That's what I'm saying to you. Did you ever see the picture of God's gift's girlfriend? I have not yet. You still haven't seen that. I have not seen. No, 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 no. God's son. God's yes, gift sorry. plays power forward for St. John's. John's. Yes. And that's, that's <laughs> a power forward for St. John's and God's gift. God's yes. son plays quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Not for long, okay. but... For see, one more game. younger years now. For one I, more game, he plays quarterback for the Broncos. Uh, maybe. We'll see. I'm rooting for the guy. I, I am too. like Tim Tebow. But, Big Dog, you are slipping because in your younger years, when I told you about the picture on Facebook that's going around, I don't think it's Tim Tebow's girlfriend, but Can I see the now? one that was pictured, you would have immediately, before the show's over, before you even made your next comments, you would have had that up on the screen. You are slipping, my friend. Here it is. Two days later. And you still have not done program research on the beautiful, what's her name, David? Lucy Pinder? Lucy Pinder. Awfully good. I'll, yeah. If you want, I'll put her up on the screen. Oh, please. Could you? No, do don't do it. He's already distracted enough because of Starling Cat. Look at David Olsen. I will not be studio. distracted. All I know is I'm, this is Tim Tebow has a strong jaw. He's got a nice big forehead. He's got that lustrous, thick hair. Yeah. The, I mean, he's a, a manly, yeah. strong. He's probably getting his... He's making millions. Lucy, Everybody loves him. Lucy Pinder has an extremely strong jaw. How long has he been seeing this girl for? I don't think it's even true. It's just, you know, the Internet rumor. Oh, well, it's, is it TMZ? Yeah. Because if it's not there TMZ, hey. I don't believe it. Oh, see, now David's putting that up on the screen here, and now I'm going to ask Big Dog to break down some of the offensive and defensive matchups, and you'll be rendered completely useless. Well, I, I hope. Is it one of those things, see, when I worked at Nike Town, 
we would have ways to talk about people as they walked by. So if we saw a good-looking girl, be like, hey, have you seen Fred? We couldn't hire anybody at the whole place yep. because if you said Fred, yep. you knew that if a guy was named Fred, that's <laughs> Tebow's girlfriend? Hey, Blue 42, audible left, audible no. left, San Francisco rides, ready, set, hut, hut. For hut, everybody. Hit, hut. <laughs> Lisa Pinder is her name. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy Pinder. Wow. P-I-N-D-A-R? D-E-R. D-E-R. But I think what happened, he was a photograph with a girl that looked like a lot like her at a party or something, and everybody mm-hmm. made that leap. And I think that's what's going on. I don't think it's actually her. Well, she she looks religious. <laughs> She's definitely, she must have she, prayed a lot. She has she has been blessed. <laughs> yes. No question My about goodness. that. Right. Ooh, I don't know. I wouldn't say she looks like an angel. <laughs> But my goodness, I bet she's holy. I am. Maybe they shouldn't connect because she, that could be God's daughter. Stop it. Oh, my goodness. Terrible. Wow. 888-463-6748. If I, you want to ask Big Dog a question and distract him a little bit. I have a new meaning to T-Bowing, though. I, See, I, I knew we shouldn't have put it up on the screen. You know, honestly, there's this kid. Uh, his Joey McNort is his name, and uh, he's a 13-year-old co- coach. And I'm not a, this huge Tim Tebow fan. Is this 13-year-old rumored to be with Lucy Pinder also? Not at all. Okay. But I, I tell you, this kid, is. he's went through 108 weeks of chemotherapy. Oh, boy. Okay, and... Uh, he Tim Tebow is his idol, and he he talks. He hates how everybody says he can't do something. You know, let the kid play before you tell me he can't do it. And this mm-hmm. Tebow is this kid's idol. Well, he he basically just came out with this thing: Tebowing while chemoing. And he was Tebowing while he's in his freaking uh, his gown, carrying around his food on the you know because he can't eat. And on his dad, what do you call those things, David? The when the the patients they have to basically the gurney like a gurney yeah they, they have to walk around oh, with the IV with their IV they're attached to the IV with yeah. them and you know, T-bowing while chemoing T-bow like five minutes later sending kid now like they're friends sending messages back and forth so people can rip on T-bow for not being able to play the game of football and to be quite honest with you he's a football player he's really not a quarterback I hate to tell you Tim T-bow but I mean, I mean seriously to to take the time and actually reach back out to a kid that's T-bowing while chemoing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty cool, Coach. It's, yeah. So I, I do like the kid a lot. Completely agree with mm-hmm. you. All kidding aside, I will personally be rooting for the Denver Bronco to pull off the upset against the, uh, well, much-hated and some beloved Pittsburgh City. There's an amazing amount of Pittsburgh transplant. Maybe it's just the people I come in connection with, but there's a whole lot of people from the Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania area living in Chicago. A lot of Steeler fans, surprisingly, in the Chicago area. Do you know what happened, was, Coach? They were dominant in the 1970s, and the and the Bears were bad. So oh. a lot of a lot of people became Steeler fans then. And, and let's face it. So you have all these people that were Steeler fans in the 1970s all over the country. Chicago ends up being a spot where people end up moving from all over the, all over the place. It, uh, my my best friend from college grew up in in, in Germany. On an Air Force base, you had to pick a team. Well, if you, if you could pick any team in America in, in 1979, you either picked the Dallas Cowboys, you picked the, uh, you picked the Raiders, or you picked the Steelers. And, you know, it's, the Steelers were his choice. So that's, and, and now these people are having kids. That's why Steeler fans are everywhere. Now, if the Steelers hadn't started, got Bill Cowboy started winning again in the 90s, we would not have seen that. We would not have seen everybody, Packer love. Uh, well, Brett Favre didn't come around uh, and Reggie White was signed there. P- there was no Packer love in 1988-89, Coach, was there? I didn't see all this, oh, Packers are everywhere. You know, same with the same with the Steeler fans in the late 80s. Where the heck were the Steeler fans in the late 80s? It's because they're winning again. 
So you have people, these generational, so the, the sons of all these teams that won in the 60s and 70s are now, the sons and daughters are here, and best, guess what? The Steelers and Packers are now some of the best so, teams in football. Not necessarily Pittsburgh transplants, but Steeler fans. Co- yes, yes. Who grew up a Steeler fan, now living in Chicago. Coach, in, in 10 years when Jerry Jones is no longer picking the players for the Dallas Cowboys, okay, and now just paying them and being mm-hmm. a great owner instead of trying to be a, a horrible GM, and the Cowboys are winning Super Bowls again in 10 years, you're going to be like, my goodness, there's a lot of Cowboy fans in this area. Okay, and then in, in 20 years when the Bears go on their run again and, you, and you've retired down in New Mexico, you can be like, well, I had no idea there was this many Bear fans in the world. When teams win, they come out of the frickin' woodworks. I can hardly wait okay. to return home this evening where I'll probably have an old Lydell Mitchell football helmet covering some dog poop on the front of my lawn. The Cleveland Browns were good at Stranger one point, weren't they, Coach? The Cleveland Browns oh, yeah, were good. Absolutely. At, and trust me, when the Cleveland absolutely. Browns finally Paul get good Warfield. again, when the Browns get good again, you're going to find the sons of all these uh, people in the 1960s when the Browns were awesome in the 50s and 60s. Frank Ryan, Billy Kilmer, Paul Warfield, Leroy Kelly, one of the best backs you'd ever seen, right guard, Gene Hickerson. Oh, they were good. Yeah, see, you're never going to see, like, Cardinal fans out of the woodwork. There's never been a band. You know, mm-hmm. people don't just join the Cardinals or the Seahawks or, no offense to any of these teams. They just had, didn't have success way back at one point. So, mm-hmm. you remember Paul reason. Warfield? Uh, Paul Warfield is one of, the, one of the great wide receivers that nobody yeah. knows about because back then they used well, to throw the ball. Nobody get, knows about. Coach, you go ask your kids who Paul Warfield well, is. Well, my kids. How are they? I mean, the young kids. Are, I, I will bet you that half of my friends who are diehard football fans, I, 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 if you go ask anybody in my house, they're all 30, they won't know who Paul Warfield well, is. I can sad to say. That. Well, that's sad to say. 30. Well, they weren't even born when Paul Warfield. Well, was I playing. hate to tell you, you walk into a sports bar nowadays. Most people are thirty years old. That's what uh, most people don't know who Paul Warfield is. The only reason is they back then it used to be run, 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 run. Oh, we're gonna throw it to the to the guy. Uh, we might have an interception. Mm-hmm. It's not like that anymore. Paul Warfield, if he played today, would have probably would have. You know, he'd have a thousand yards every single season he played. Paul Warfield is Justin Blackman. He's uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Paul Warfield He's was Andre the- Johnson. Paul Warfield was the wide receiver on the only undefeated team in NFL history. Yeah, and that was yeah, when think he was, about that. that was when he was past his prime. Yes, exactly. But yeah. uh, you got to be pretty decent if yeah. you can't. As soon as you put eight in the box, Paul Warfield flying down the sidelines and Earl Morrill throwing him the bomb. Earl Morrill, one of the worst uh, crew cuts in the history of the NFL, but he could throw the ball. Name me the three running backs. Three. That's easy. That starred for the Miami Dolphin undefeated team. Without question, uh, this is the easiest question you've ever given me, Larry Zonka. Uh, Mercury Morris and the the father of one of my college football teammates, Jimmy Kick. Really, Brandon Kick uh, played with me. We should get him on the air because Brandon Kick to this day will tell you I was the hardest hitter he ever played against ever. Did any of the Kick family members go into kicking? No, they did, did not because they Jim had the, Kick was a running back. Because because the kicks put an extra I in kick. And we can't have that ah, as a kicker. Okay. We don't want uns- we want unselfish kickers, not selfish kickers. Spelled. And I will get Brandon Kick on these airways. Would love to talk to a Brandon Kick. Spelled by the way for those keeping score at home. And I don't know if anybody is, but K I I C K. By uh-huh. the way, speaking of names, we had mentioned earlier the uh, fine defensive end for the Denver Broncos, Elvis Dummerville. Dummerville. <laughs> By the way, All five I foot ten, is, a defensive end in the NFL, five foot ten. I, you got to love that. I just want to okay. thank goodness that this guy was an athletic stud. Because you can you imagine if you weren't an athlete, if you happened to be of the nerd variety, as a kid growing up with the name Elvis, Coach, he was Dummerville. Coach, he was he's five foot Dumerville. ten. 
250 pounds, and he's not that athletic. Okay. Wow. He was not, he was never going to be anything in life. And then all of a sudden he got an, an angst in him. And he, he developed grown man's ass just from being called, Hey, Dummerville. And after growing up that, getting called Elvis Dummerville his whole life. Eventually, he ended up being one of the great pass rushers in the NFL. So hey, when he was in Louisville, he was the guy that got stopped by Marcus Vick. This is a guy that his face disrespect his whole life. Maybe was that when he so was at Louisville? A, a little bit. He's got what you would call the Johnny Cash boy named Sue syndrome. That is exactly what he has. Interesting. That is a that I couldn't couldn't agree more with that. I like that. By the way, I love those. It took us 36 minutes, and we finally got into nice uh, little cohesion. The the Detroit Lion fans that have the boy named Sue, a man named Sue, uh, like signs. Those are the best (laughs) signs in all of Ford Field. (laughs) By the way, those are one of the few that are actually spelled properly in that particular stadium. Oh, wow. By the way, just my tip of the hat hat to the Detroit fans. Saw that Piston crowd the other day. Way to go. Yeah, that, Way that, to go, that, Chuck and Gary, the I two heard people somebody that were there. on the radio a couple days ago calling the Detroit airport the most popular place in, in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 announcer, cheap shot. Cheap the shot. announcer at the game was like, we would like to thank Gary, Chuck, and Bob to come to the games because yeah. you're the three people that are here. Yeah. Good afternoon or yeah. good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And then the PA announcer turns around. Mr. Smith, nice to see you. Robert, thanks for coming. Terry, how are you? It's got to be really cool when the beer vendor just sits next to you at yeah, the game. Absolutely, get to know you on a personal basis. Yeah, kind of. Then you have to tip the guy because like you, it's not yeah. like you're gonna know if you forget you or not. Yeah, you gotta get a holiday card from the uh, pulled pork vendor. It's a beautiful thing. Eight 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 four six three six seven four, and we gotta make Pete the Schmo's football predictions here. We're about two minutes away from that. David Olson on a hot streak. Emailer. Emailer Swamp Rat has been unbelievable. Yeah, Swamp, Swamp Rat doesn't have uh, Central Michigan taking on uh, Appalachia State this weekend, so Big he's in dog, trouble. Big Dog, you have been very, very good in our Beat the Schmoes football I, I, I predictions. Got, I got back-ended last week. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm oh having goodness, a I did. dismal, dismal year. I've had brief moments of flash, but overall it's been a disappointment. Big Dog, for the listeners that are just tuning in, possibly for the first time, what in the hell is Beat the Schmoes. Uh, what you do is you pick three football games that are playing this weekend. We're going to extend it out to Monday this weekend because uh, LSU is taking on Alabama in the national title game. You pick three games versus the spread. Uh, you either send them into uh, two guys. Uh, Mike, Mike. Mike, two guys. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. Or you can put them up on our Facebook page. So, guys, just go to our Facebook page, two guys, Mike, on Facebook, and just like us. And then put your picks up on Facebook. And basically pick three football games against the spread. And if you beat us, you get put into the pool to win money at the end of the year. Not bad. So you can gamble without risking any money, just your time and effort basically, here versus us. Well said. Very well said. Six football games to choose from. Arkansas, Kansas State, the Cotton Bowl. Mm-hmm. In afterthought now, I can still remember when the Cotton Bowl was like, you know, one of the big games. Kind of sad how that one's falling apart. Tomorrow you've got the mm-hmm. FCS championship game. Yeah, with Sam Houston State versus North Dakota State, there is not a line in there, but we'll put it as Sam Houston State is a four-point favorite. Okay, very good. you got the four wild card games and you got the national championship game. Alabama, LSU, LSU what? Two oh, points? Oh, Alabama's a one-point favorite. Alabama is. Yeah, let me, really? let me, it's been going back and forth. Let me get this, let me make it perfect. Okay. Uh, all right, well, while you're checking that out, let's make sure, David Olson, we got the wild card game straight. Uh, Cincinnati at Houston, the Texans, a three-point favorite. Detroit and New Orleans, the Saints, eight. I have ten and a half. Ten, yeah, you're right. I got that mixed up with Pittsburgh. Ten and a half is correct. Atlanta and the Giants, the Giants, three. Correct. 
And then uh, the eight and a half was Pittsburgh over Denver. Correct. And a reminder to our beloved fans out there, uh, the game is at Denver. Okay, very interesting. David, you are uh, the leader of the pack. The Hot Pistol having a great 2011 season. Now you're into 2012. You want to lead off? Second no, star? No, I'll, I'll lead off. Okay. I'll lead off. Um, Beat the Schmoes, ladies and gentlemen. Going to do all NFL as per usual. Uh, game number one, uh, I'm going to take Houston over Cincinnati. I think uh, Cincinnati's – I've been on Cincinnati's bandwagon all year, but they've yep. been wildly inconsistent, okay. while Houston's been solid and consistent, mm-hmm. and I think they're they're going to roll over. Two yeah. rookie quarterbacks, right? Yeah. T.J. Yates taking on Andy Dalton, the first time in the Super Bowl era that two rookie quarterbacks have played against, her, wow. against each other in the playoffs. And, and T.J. Mm-hmm. Yates coming off a little bit of a shoulder separation. But, uh, you know, tape it up. He'll be fine. No, no woulda, coulda, shoulda. I hate to interrupt your picks, but think about how good the Texans would be if they didn't lose Schaub. They didn't lose their best football player, Mario Williams. They didn't lose the best receiver in Who that might be division. Back. Andre Johnson, David Olson, to help your cause, may be back in the lineup for Houston. Yeah, they, I mean, they've, they're, they've had a, their best okay. season by far in franchise history, and they've actually had the most injuries they've probably had in their franchise history. So. Excellent analysis okay. from the big, big dog, especially considering the fact that he's staring Lucy Pinder right in the face. Yes, uh, her face. <laughs> uh, game number two, uh, Pittsburgh eight and a half over uh, Denver at home. I'll take Pittsburgh in that. I, I don't think Denver has a chance. Yeah, well, if Pittsburgh gets the nine points, I think you might cover that spread. And you're going to look at the picture of Tim Tebow's girlfriend and still not take. You're going to give up eight and a half points. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shocking. Uh, and then the only upset I'm picking, I'm going to take Atlanta over the Giants. Whoa, that's where I make up ground. What did you that, say? I said that's where I make up ground. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to catch them. So I, I don't give up ever, David. I will be trying to catch you to the last week of the season. Okay. <laughs> Again, you want to call it and make your picks, you can do it at 888-463-6748. Big Dog, what do you got? Well, uh, I'm about eight games behind David, so it's not going to happen either this week or that week, or we're definitely with one game. So, well, you heard that one. So I'll I'll definitely start out with I like the New York football Giants against the Atlanta Falcons. That should be one heck of a football game. It'll probably end up being a push, which is going to end up being uh, very difficult. Uh, The other games this week, now there's all kinds of college games, Coach, um, and I'm not going to go with them, believe it or not. Normally I always go with college bowl games, but I I am going to take the New Orleans Saints minus the ten and a half. Over the Detroit Lions, and I, I do realize the Lions will score a lot of points, but I see something like 45-28 mm-hmm. deal, that that type of ball game. Okay. And then the last one of the week, my goodness, people, how is Tim Tebow? I mean, are the the Steelers aren't going to be held to less than like 13 points in a football game, which basically that's is it possible that the the Broncos score more than 10 in this game? That's what I'm getting at, Coach. So I will take the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. What is the? Uh, let me sound like Brian Gumble here. What? Uh, tell me, Joel. What is the mindset and the attitude of the Denver people right now? I know during the winning streak it was rabid, but now they've lost three in a row. Tebow's been terrible. What, what, do you have any pulse of the enthusiasm level factor of the Denver Bronco fans? Now, these people that are Denver Bronco fans, just Bronco fans, not oh I love Tim Tebow now I'm a Bronco right. fan, are extremely worried. Okay, because they were probably starting to buy into, hey, maybe the Tebow thing can work out. I'm sure true, true Bronco fans were taking the John Elway approach. 
being like, hey, we're not sure yet. But these Tim Tebow fanatics, it doesn't matter, Coach. As long as Tim Tebow is playing, they believe in him. I don't care if the guy loses. He goes 0-15 next year if Tim Tebow is a starting quarterback week six or the 16th game. They will be in his corner rooting for him and say, yeah, he can get it done. Mm-hmm. So, All right. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to make my picks, and the best way I can describe it, Big Dog, is the one of the two of us is going to do real good. We're going exact opposite? Because I had the first time all year, but I'm going to go on contraire, Pierre, and go exactly the opposite of you. Detroit, New Orleans, Saturday night, folks. Buckle yourself in. It's upset city. Drew Brees, the man who I predicted at the start of the year, would have a down season. It's the beginning of the end of Drew Brees' career. And I'll make a, boy, was I wrong about that one. But I'm going to add salt to the wound and say uh, New Orleans lays an egg. The Detroit Lions got to come up with the upset victory on Saturday night, led by the boy named Sue. Wow. Well, it just uh, just to let everybody know. No, that don't the, forget, uh, I'm getting ten and a half points now. The the well, yeah, but you 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 said the win. You said yeah, the win. Yeah, I did. Okay. I'll still take the. I know. See, I almost did that one, but I would take Detroit to a uh, Detroit to mm-hmm. you know beat the it beat the spread, but okay. not win the game. Okay. I, I just I, the best yeah. offensive line in the game of football is I, New Orleans. Overrated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I. I hate to disappoint David Olson, but I'm going to agree with him in the Atlanta-New York Giant game. I'm going to take the Falcons over the Giants at Atlanta. I'll let the Bill Cowher rumors start once again in New York. And Pittsburgh against Denver. I was going to go LSU over Alabama, but while you were talking, the revelation hit me, big dog, right smack in the middle of the uh, sternocleidomastoid muscle. And uh, the Denver Broncos somehow, some way, going to find a way to get it done. Pittsburgh is injured. They're wounded. Just not going to be their year. Upset City, Denver over Pittsburgh. Yeah, I really did wish I picked the Alabama LSU game or forgot to pick that one. I should have I, left. I, one. I, LSU, I forgot you because I'm known for always picking well, the three can, biggest college football games of the year. You can and then here I am and I'm not picking LSU. I'll, I'll give you a four spot. I'll give you four picks. What do you got? Uh, well, I'll pick LSU in that game. I think I would too. Mm-hmm. Even Alabama is a, a favorite. And I'm going to tell you this straight up right why, now. Why is Alabama the favorite? Because they're a better football team. Alabama should have won the first game. Alabama is a better football team than LSU, but you know what matters is the 60 minutes that the game gets played in. I don't know how Les Miles does it. That dude, when he walks, when his team walks out behind him when a game starts, they're prepared to put 60 minutes on the line no matter when they go bad and whatever happens bad in the game, they can just go through it. The, the, because Les Miles has those guys playing as free and easy as any coach ever has. So you got the tactician versus the, hey, it ain't about the X's and O's, it's the Willie and Joe's. You know what I mean? That's exactly what you have. The the guy that believes in the free spiritness of the players and the guy that believes into, in the my players better do exactly what I say. That's what goes on. And I don't know which guy I like more. I would rather play for Saban, honestly. I like that type of coaching a little more than that. But I, right now, LSU has so much talent. I think that's all you got to do. That's, so I, I, I love LSU in that game. I shouldn't say I love them. I know Alabama's better. If you go, if you start matching them up, nobody is better than Trent Richardson. And when you got a running back that can carry it 30 times in a game, I guarantee you one thing. After watching game one, when they announced that LSU was going to be going to the ship and they were going to be taking on Alabama, every single defensive player in the room was like, I got to tackle Trent Richardson 30 more times. They were not happy about it, but still they'll figure out a way to get it done. Ah, we'll see. Tyrone Matthew? Matthew. Matthew. Tyrone Matthew. The Honey Badger. The Honey Badger. And all we know about the Honey Badger is this. 
He won't do anything for like two and a half quarters, and you're going to say, well, they took him out of the game. And then before you know it, there'll be a return touchdown and a forced fumble, the two biggest plays of the game. And you're going to be sitting there being like, Alabama killed them all game. And then somehow Claiborne made a play, Reed made a play, Matthew made a play, and all they did was run the ball up the middle for 60 minutes, and somehow they eke out a victory. I mean, that's how the Mad Hatter does it, Coach. If he is tackling you or talking about the Honey Badger, Tyrone Matthew, hang on to the Football. He's college version of Charles Tillman. It, Great strip. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that that's what he is. And just to let you know, uh from everything that and by the way, there's been a little bit of coverage on this game, coach, so I've had a little information on it. Yep. Les Not Miles Les Miles has stripped down the whole playbook. He's going simple. We go we're going simple, we're gonna fly around it and just mm-hmm. beat people. And supposedly the the game plan for Alabama is nine miles long. So I mean that's what that's what's happening. You're gonna see one team out there flying around and another team thinking. We'll see which one wins. You know, you kidded about the hype for that game, but there really Are unless, you unless I'm missing it, there hasn't. It's Coach, not water cooler. There is a one hour show, college football live, BCS on every single day on ESPN. For an hour before Sports Center. An hour-long show on a football game that's been going on for a month. For a national championship football game, uh, I would, at least in my circle, people are not talking about it. It's not water-cooler conversation. It's not all over the newspapers. I think there's less. That's funny you said that. I I do think, I know, I agree with you. I haven't, nobody else was talking about it, but ESPN, which is now covering it, is slamming it down our throats. So you have been watching a lot of, uh, the Espen, have you? So we're getting a little bit of the Boston Red Sox, New York Yankee, uh, East Coast bias. Oh, just, just all you have to know is if they're doing a special on an athlete, it's not because that athlete is special. It's because ESPN has that particular athlete in a primetime game coming up within the next two or three days. And if you think I'm kidding, just next time they're, oh, look at this, Drew Breesy, such a good guy. Oh, guess what? What a coincidence on, uh, you know, so-and-so was playing on, on uh, ABC that night or whatever, or on Monday Night Football. 30 on 30, their award-winning expose uh, on sports, great biographies. I'm waiting for 31 on 31, the story behind a frustrated sports talk host, ex-Division three college football player, and his rise to stardom, Joel Radwanski, 31 on 31. MVP of the Illini Badger Hawkeye Conference. What conference? The Illini Badger Hawkeye, now defunct. Sound like you had a speech impediment. The Illini, Badger, Hawkeye Conference? Yeah, because we were all schools from Wisconsin, uh, Iowa, and Illinois, Coach. Illini. I could have come up with a better name for that. The, the IBCH? No, IBHC? Give me a little time. could come up with something a little The Illini, Badger, that. Hawkeye. And then uh, one of our teams started uh, getting Division One players that couldn't read. So then uh, they were in Iowa, so they kicked that. Then we were the Illini, Badger ah. Conference. They were the IBC. I-L-L! Yep. And then... Uh, and then we grew again, Coach. Excuse me? Yeah, then we were the Illini Badger Hoosier Conference. And ah. That was they were the IBHC again. That was totally I-L-O. confusing. Yeah, it was difficult, Coach. Uh, 888-463-6748. Big Dog in <laughs> studio. Great to have you here, my friend. Live on the webcast. I'm sure I can speak for 82.7% of our crowd. And it's great to have you on in the studio on a live webcast. And the other 17% that aren't happy about it to hell with them. They're not happy? That's one out of every six people. One out of six people are not happy. 82%, that's not bad. I mean, John Huntsman is spending millions of dollars in New Hampshire. 
and he can only get 5% of the vote, Big Dog. You haven't put any money in, and 82.7% of the people aren't enjoying you. That's not yeah, bad. their options are whether I'm here or not. That's not as good as you might think of. Well, let's not get, you know, let's not complicate the matters with actual facts. Uh, real quick in the basketball world, Big Dog, before we wrap up another uh, Football Friday edition of the Two Guys in a Mic show, the Chicago Bulls. We haven't talked much bull basketball. They're at Orlando tonight. Uh, six and one, but the injury factor is starting to become, and it's early, but already C.J. Watson. Yes, dislocated elbow. Rest in peace, Hamilton. Rip Hamilton, and then uh, Derek Rose. So you got three guys injured, and it's still early. Yeah, Rose with a, a, a bruised elbow, which is good, good news because a bruised elbow will go away. Just keep on ice in that. It's not like a rip or a tear, or a, you know. So hopefully, and we were worried it was broken. They took him to the hospital. I mean, yeah. he laid there for a while. That was well. Tom we Tebow said, "Get in the game and play first. He put him back in the game. I know he did. That's a, we, we talked about what? this yesterday. Yeah, we let's, are, not, let's not get into. We that. are not happy with the overuse and yeah. the abuse of yeah. the best player that the Bulls have had in a long time. Yeah, but overall, the Bulls playing extremely well at Orlando tonight. Pretty good matchup mm-hmm. for them. Dwight Howard, he do Turkolo and help me out. Kid named Ryan Anderson is averaging 19 points a game. Who and or what? Is Ryan Anderson. Is that the kid, the Ryan Anderson from Missouri, the forward from Missouri? Because this kid has been playing phenomenal. 19 points a game. And he's shooting threes. He's playing He's playing phenomenal. When you say out of Missouri, rookie? No, like a three or four year ago guy, oh, like, okay. a, like a journeyman around okay. the NBA. I think he's finally got a chance. So, I mean, this is, I think that's the guy. There was, there was a Ryan Anderson at Missouri like four or five years ago. That's the only Ryan Anderson I know of that was a, that could be a forward in the NBA uh, well, right now. He's, he's putting up some big numbers for Orlando. Should be a good matchup for the Bulls. And I don't like the guy anyways because anybody who's taking shots away from my guy, Hidu Turkaloo, already is uh, on my side, the negative faction. Uh, Hidu Turkaloo is a uh, Turkaloo <laughs> ball hog already, isn't he? I love Hidu. I remember when uh, when Hidu signed with Toronto. People were like, you're such a good player. Why would you leave Orlando to side with Toronto? And he said, it's an international city. I'll feel much more comfortable here. And I was like, oh, oh, that it makes sense. It's cool. The guy is actually thinks Toronto, because he's from Europe, would be a better city to live in. Found out the guy, the guy who signed a $15 million contract wanted it all in singles. Toronto Uh-oh. is known for a particular brand of bar, coach, if you know what I'm saying, with two drink minimums. Not the kind of place yes. he do hangs out. Yeah, so yeah, he do Turkaloo wanted to yeah. live in Toronto for the strip clubs. Yep. It's pretty sad, isn't it? Yeah. Hopefully he kept his Turkaloo in his pants. Too bad that he do Turkaloo and <laughs> and Vlade Divox didn't play at the same time. Do you know what? They those they, guys would have been great teammates. No, they wouldn't have. They actually played against each other. They they were on really? the same Yugoslavian team and then the whole Serbia ah. thing broke Croatia, oh, broke God. up oh coach don't where, where did Tony Kukoc fit into that? Uh, Tony Kukoc was a Croatian, and ah. he hated Vlade Divac. Really? They, they, him, Dragan, Potrovic, all those guys were on the same team. And then when uh, Milosevic started uh, killing people for basically no reason, they all it broke apart. And that great, maybe the could have been the greatest non-American international basketball team of all time was yep. broken up. Dragan Petrovic was incredible. He was an NBA all second team player at 25 when he died. So they had that was Dragan Petrovic was incredible when he died. And then when after he died, they all realized why do we hate each other because somebody else's war, you know. But that, that was ugly, coach. You know. So what? Um, I was thinking of the European star that died. Now uh, Dragan Det- Petrovic. Well, yeah, but mm-hmm. okay. So Detlef Schrempf. 
He was from Germany, had nothing he, to do with that. He's still alive. He's still alive, okay. and he technically, Detlef Schrimp is from Germany, but I consider him an American ball player. He went to the University of Washington. It wasn't like he grew up in the European system. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and played European pro basketball, then was drafted over here. If you play four years of college basketball, you're an American basketball player at that point. I don't care where you're from. All right, cool. Solid show today, Big Dog. Again, great having you in the studio. About uh, 30, 40 seconds left. Anything you have in your notes? Where are your notes, by the way? I left them at – they're on my phone, Coach. Okay. Anything in your mental notes that we haven't covered that you'd like to go over or wish any of our female fans, including Lissy Pinder, uh, any – Special things over the weekend. I'm doing pretty well with the little lot of that. It's much better than Elisa Pinder. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with that one, Coach. So uh, to all the female friends out there, now I'm done. I'm fully attached. <laughs> I have an appendage. All right, check check in on Tuesday, folks. Things could change. Just kidding. Haven't met Lily the Lilac, but uh, already I feel much closer to her. Hey, and by the way, your, your your comments about her dog QQ were not taken very well. I don't well. like Chihuahuas. Nothing personal. It's not a it's Chihuahua. Doctions. It's a mini doctions. I don't like doctions. I don't like mini doctions or even worse. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Get a real dog. Have a great weekend, everybody. Two guys in a mic back at you on Monday. Be safe. Be happy. Enjoy. Treasure the moments. And remember, if you aren't rowing the boat, or if you are rowing the boat, if you aren't rocking, oh my! I forgot my great quote. If you're oh, busy, if you are busy rocking the boat, you can't you row. Don't it. have time to row it. Thank you very much. If you're busy <laughs> rowing the boat, if you're busy rowing the boat, you don't have time to rock it. Uh, English. And also, I saw a bumper sticker today, Big Doug. It said, "Procrastinators, leaders of tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> have a great day, everybody. Yeah.